Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist. Every night on this mini podcast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight, I'm asking the question: What could life after the lockdown look like? It's day 67 of the epidemic in India, and we're reporting 4,281 cases with 111 deaths. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has asked states to chalk out a staggered plan to lift the lockdown. It's worth noting that we are nowhere near flattening that curve that we talked about yesterday, which I would have imagined would be the time to start lifting a lockdown. Of course, we have to balance concerns over the spreading of this virus without the lockdown with the other hardships that Indians are facing with the lockdown. Loss of income, very real struggles for the absolute basics, and the risk of other preventable diseases spreading. Anyway, let's leave that aside for now and assume that sometime over the next two to six weeks, the government of India lifts the lockdown. How is that going to work? How are we supposed to interact with each other again? Will we get to use public transport? Are we going to get to travel? How are we going to view our fellow citizens as people or as potential threats to us and our families? Are we going to have mass testing or mass screening? I spoke to people in three state governments, and the plans they had in mind included some of the following: retaining restrictions on the movement of children under ten and those over sixty-five, continuing to ban mass gatherings, thinking of how workplaces can be restarted with social distancing, and mandatory wearing of masks in public. They also spoke of mass screening and testing, but most haven't yet figured out how to do this. And some are considering how to better surveil people. All said that districts with no reported cases would be opened up first. None of this was on the record, however. We have some indication from what other countries have done. In Shanghai, most workplaces and restaurants and public places are open, but there are three big new changes: mandatory mask use. Being subjected to temperature checks or having your health status scanned through a phone app before being granted entry into some places, and social distancing. I spoke to Dave Lewis, a technologist who is a fellow with Digital Asia Hub and a Yanqing scholar at Peking University. He lives in Shanghai and recently completed his quarantine after re-entering China, and is now free to move around as such. Except leaving the city means quarantine when you're back. He told me that the co-working space he uses needs a temperature check and forms to be filled in before you enter, and his gym needs you to do the health app scan that I mentioned. This level of technology-led surveillance is unlikely in India, and we'll talk about its ethical implications in an upcoming episode. So, apart from say the mandatory mask wearing, I don't think life post April 14th is going to look very much like that here. Other countries will aim to try variations of this. Austria will open small businesses first and larger ones and malls afterwards. Denmark too wants to lift the lockdown, but in a staggered manner to avoid overcrowding public transport. Italy too is now talking of phase two, which involves, among other things, mask use, social distancing, apps for health checks and surveillance, and better local health systems. It's also very important to remember that all sensible models and projections have said that this is the first round only. The Imperial College's modelled estimates for the UK do the best job, in my opinion, of illustrating how we can expect the rising peak flattening curve routine to pan out each time restrictions are lifted—a sort of one month on, two months off scenario. 
Singapore, for instance, has been praised these last few weeks for the measures it took to contain the spread, including strict contact tracing, social distancing, and mask use. But it's now going to have to go into a month-long lockdown from tomorrow because of a spike in cases. It's all going to be a bit fluid. Even in China, some restrictions that were eased were then brought back after seeing new cases or just nervousness about crowding. Dave told me what this feels like to a person on the street. The general atmosphere of anxiety is still there. Okay. And I would say right now people are caught in two minds. Yeah. So on one aspect, you know, things have opened and in theory you are free to do what you want. Right. But you're always catching yourself because right. you know that the virus is still out there. Right. Uh, it's not over right. and any interaction with people or going to any place opens you up to uh, the risk of getting the virus right. and more than that it's sometimes more the fear of spreading it to others for many people april 14th currently looks like the light at the end of the tunnel i think it might be useful to view the 14th not like the day that something ends but more like the day that something different begins this will help us manage expectations but also help us recharge in a sense for what's ahead it's really quite far from being over i talked to yan kong a chinese photographer who is currently in day 11 of her 14 day solitary hotel quarantine after she re-entered beijing from the us i asked her what she most wanted to do when she got out so i've been craving to go to this restaurant mm-hmm. that serves um like barbecue skewers mm. <laughs> yeah um and i i've been thinking why i think partly it's because the food is very good yeah. um but i think the other reason is because that restaurant has always been just crowded and noisy oh yeah um and i think that is just something i haven't been experienced for such a long time But that restaurant is probably not going to be the way Yan dreams of for some time now. She told me that restaurants that are open have to limit the number of people inside and do health checks, and it won't be the warm and noisy place she remembers. Well, for who knows how long. And that's the new reality we're all going to have to wrap our minds around. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurthy. Tomorrow, a new question.